Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 149 of the J Situation podcast. I'm recording this on February 7th, 2023. How are all you wonderful folks doing today? Man, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's another day in Texas, uh, another wild weather situation. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I do think Mother Nature is just laughing at us. It's, it's, uh, it's cruel. But boy, howdy, man. Has it rained a lot lately? It's crazy. It's like, oh, yeah, what a nice day. Oh, look, it's a storm. <laughs> you got to count your blessings, I guess, because, you know, we'll go like a year without rain or something crazy. Um, I think we have some neat stuff to talk about on today's episode. Uh, we're going to go into the Otter Creek Labs lithium technical discussion. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the new corporate supporters page. I put on uh, the Pew Science website, and I think I should get into some talk about the suppression rating and picking silencers, too. Yeah, I think it'll be great. But first, a word about my gracious sponsors. That's right. The J Situation Podcast is proudly sponsored by Top Gun Range Houston. Yeah, if you're in the Houston area, and even if you're just visiting, uh, they're, they're worth checking out. In addition to having a 15-lane indoor range, they got the largest firearm rental fleet in the state of Texas, you can rent pistols and rifles and shotguns and, and you guessed it, machine guns. That's right. I know that sounds really fun, uh, but I would also add, uh, when shopping for a new carry pistol, uh, for example, uh, one that you need to ensure will be practiced with regularly, you know, trying before you buy can be great. I, I, I am a big proponent of that. So, you know, you can check out their firearm rental inventory on their website at topgunrange.com. You can also find them on Instagram at Top Gun Range. Go, go check them out. Uh, and as always, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by High End Armament Technology. That's right, a dealer of exactly that, High End Arms and Accessories. Okay, High End Armament, heat. Okay, significant longevity in the machine gun and NFA game. Significant expertise in the procurement and operation of night vision, thermal optics, infrared sighting systems. Um, the guy's name is Robert... He's got a whole team. They have decades of experience, actual knowledge of the gear. If there's a weapon system that's rare, you can't find it anywhere. You're looking for that special, crazy rare gun. You want to get in a night vision or thermal. Um, you're looking for some transferable machine guns that have been eluding you. They're a great place to call. Check them out at highendarms.com, on Instagram at highendarms, and they even have a Facebook page, which you guessed it. Is also high-end arms. <laughs> I hope they can help you out if you need them to tell them Jay sent you. And as always, the Jay Situation Podcast is proudly sponsored by Silencer Shop. That's right, good folks over there. You know you can use their kiosk for a lot of stuff. Electronically, you do your fingerprints, you do your photos. You cut down on errors. You, 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 you upload it all into their encrypted system. It, it's really secure and great. You simplify your silencer purchasing process. You get a money-back guarantee. No transfer fees. No paperwork errors. It's just you and your silencer with no drama. It really is silencer ownership simplified. You know, they've done a lot to push the NFA regulatory game forward and make it user-friendly for consumers. We, we do owe silencer shop a lot for that. Um... There are some coupon codes to help you guys out in the podcast show notes. Um, you can always check out those links. Uh, it'll help you save some money. That's, I'm trying to do that for you guys. If you check out True Shot Gun Club out of Arizona, there's the link there. Um, 
Click that link, buy ammo. If you do use code word PewScience at checkout, you'll save $20 off their A-Zone membership, which, which will give you a free shipping the whole year. And then, of course, Magpul, if you click on that link and use the code PSTEN, that's PS10, you get $10 off your order of $100 or more. Um, I know that's not a lot, but hey, it's a free $10. And you're going to be buying mags anyway, so I figured it would help you guys, okay? I hope that helps. And lastly, and most importantly of all, this podcast is brought to you by Pew Science, Pushing the silencer industry forward one test at a time. That's right. Visit PewScience.com for the suppression rating, the simplest and most accurate hearing safe rating for your suppressed small arms based on true human inner ear response of the entire gunshot from before combustion takes place all the way until all the combustion is gone. That's right, it's the entire event. And Pew Science is the home of the Silencer Sound Standard. There are seven sections. It's the most in-depth and accurate silencer data and analysis in the world. Check it out on pewscience.com. And of course, you know that you can support this podcast. You can support Pew Science. You can support all the testing that I do for you by joining with a membership at pewscience.com. There's also a donate feature on the review page and the podcast page. If you're not into monthly stuff and you just want to give a little bit, hey, Jay, I like the cut of your jib. I can't really do the, the, the membership, but you know, here's a, here's a, here, here's a dollar of it. Thanks, bro. Every little bit helps. Um, and you know what? Something that's free doesn't cost you anything. Just spread the word. Tell your friends and give the podcast a good rating on iTunes and Spotify and stuff. It really does help. It really does help normalize the use of suppressed small arms. Okay. I do have two topics prepared for you today. I know you're like, only two. Yeah, only two today. It's okay, though. Uh, they'll be good. Topic one, sound signature review 6102. The Otter Creek Labs Lithium on the HK SP5 9mm subgun. That's right. This is the technical discussion of this test data and analysis. We'll go into that. And then topic two, thank you for your support. Uh, it enables this research to continue. That is how this functions. I just created a new Pew Science Corporate Supporters page to help thank industry entities. So we'll talk about that. And also, I did want to um, talk about a, a quick note uh, regarding the use of Pew Science rankings and the suppression rating, um, you know, you folks are using those to better inform your silencer choices for your use cases. You know, there are other parameters to consider as well. And so, you know, many use cases are different. So I do want to highlight that for you today. Okay, we'll move into topic one at a time of six minutes and 30 seconds. All right, get a drink of water one second. Uh, you know, I'm doing this podcast early today. I, I have a very um, awesome week, a lot of awesome stuff to do. And so I'm going to be out of pocket for most of it. So I figured I'd do this early um, when I have more energy, <laughs> get it done for all of you. And that's really, I really do enjoy it. So I was like, man, I, I got to do it early today or it's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm thrilled that I, I could start now. And so um, topic one, yeah, the Otter Creek Labs Lithium uh, on the MP5, right? Uh, you know, I say the HK SP5 because that's the gun, but really this is the MP5 platform. The As you folks know, the SP5 is the semi-automatic HK analog to the MP5. We are blessed to have it. Thank you, German government, for not forbidding it. <laughs> this is verboten. No, that'd be, that'd be sad. Um, the lithium, man, what did interesting silencer and you know um we'll go into the technical discussion so we're going to talk technically about the lithium today um you, you know i i know we've had some interesting sequ sequencing in which i've been pu publishing articles 
concurrently with reviews. You know, or I'm sorry, publishing articles, publishing podcast episodes concurrently with reviews. But I think we're sort of back to normal with this one. So, um, you know, I, I didn't publish an episode talking about the lithium when we released it. So this is the first time you've heard me speak about the silencer specifically, right? Because I, to, to at this at this point, I think I had not brought up this silencer publicly at all because I was still in the midst of testing it and everything, and and it just so happens this is the first time I'm addressing it. Um, it is interesting to me. I actually have it right here in front of me, um, in in my hands right now at my desk. And some some of you folks may know I'm a bit of a silencer purist when it comes to aesthetics uh, and exterior design um you just just this is just a this isn't a technical thing this is a, a subjective touchy-feely thing uh, the the exterior design um, of the lithium gets my attention in that respect oh one second excuse me i mean it, it it's the, the silencer is understated i guess i would say and it's black right so i i kind of like plain black tubes yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm just being honest, my personal, like, aesthetic preference, you know what I mean? I mean, not always, it's not always that I like that, but I do, I do enjoy a variety of different silencer aesthetics, but this one is interesting to me, uh, fully welded titanium, tubeless, um, I think the only thing that would make this thing look better would be if it was truly one smooth surface, like, uh, if, if the turned weld lines couldn't be seen at all, like, if it was just completely buttery smooth, like an old aluminum anodized pistol silencer or something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's, look, and that's a super picky comment about this thing. It's just something I was thinking about when I was holding it earlier. It's not, obviously not um, a problem of the silencer. I was just, I I was just looking, I was like, man, you know, I was like, what if this thing was just straight up one smooth surface and you couldn't even see where the wells were at all? I thought I think that would just be like a classic old like sleeper silencer, right? Like this, the silencers of old, of old were, were just they were just black tubes. You, you know, the smoother the better. I thought I thought I just always thought they were so cool. Anyway, but the the thing is small and light. It's pretty it's pretty small and light. It almost it almost reminds you of an Omega Nine K from Silencer Co., uh, which I have tested on. I think I tested it on three hundred blackout subsonic. I have not tested the Omega Nine K on nine millimeter yet. Now this silencer is longer than that one, um, and I would venture to guess. This is just a guess. I could be wrong, but I I would venture to guess that the lithium is quieter on nine millimeter. But we'll see. We'll see what happens when I test the Omega Nine K on the MP Five. We could be surprised. You never know. Okay, you don't know. So um. We'll go ahead and dig into the article now. Um, you know, it's been a minute since we looked at the MP5, so this should be fun. Okay, so go ahead and pull up review 102 if you are following along at home, and if not, that's totally fine. I, I, but I, I'm going to pull up the member review on PewScience.com right now. So that's Sound Signature Review uh, 6102. That's the SSS 6102. Okay. Okay, so looking at this, this is really interesting. Bottom line up front, 55.4 composite suppression rating on the HKSP5 with the 80-degree locking piece and Spear Lawman 147 grain ammunition. That's right. You're like, boy, Jay, hey, you sure did spit out a lot of qualifiers with that statement. <laughs> yeah, you, you bet your sweet butt I did. Yeah, no. Um, suppression rating is only valid for what is shown in the suppression rating 
graphic. That's right. Um, you can think of those colored graphics at the top of each review as a little certification box. Yeah. You ever seen like a UL certification when you look at your lamp? Look at the cord that, the, that your lamp that's sitting on your nightstand. And there's a little UL on the cord. Yeah, it's a certification. You know what the, the lamp guy does? The lamp manufacturer, they pay, they pay a UL laboratory a certification fee to test the, la the lamp. <laughs> that's just one example. Okay, that's what this is. That's what this, that's what this box is here. The suppression rating box is the same thing. And it, instead of like the current and the voltage and everything of the UL, it, it's it's the de it's the suppression rating, detailed ratings, and the direct thread mount. What silencer? Well, you know, it says the mount, the, the ammo, the weapon, the silencer. Okay, you know, you, you always got it. It's a package. Suppression rating, composite, muzzle, ear, silencer, mount, weapon, ammo. It's everything you need. And they all go together, and that's why they're on the graphic. Okay, sometimes uh, I think some people are listening to this podcast that have never seen it, and so now you hear me talk about it. Okay, so again, 55.4 composite suppression rating on the SP5. That's 55.2 at the muzzle, 38.3 at the ear. Wow, so 55.2 at the muzzle, that's pretty high, especially for a silencer this size. 38.2 uh, at the ear, uh, getting very close to the 40 zone. Uh, we should talk about uh, all that in context a little later, but just just a brief overview. Yeah, so I think a good place to start in this review, as good as place as any, is is to look at the sponsor's fingerprint. That's right. So in in a similar fashion to many articles, it's good to start there to get an idea of what is going on with the silencer. How is it letting gas out of its distal orifice? Out of, the, out of the hole in the end. How is gas traveling out? How is the gas behaving? How fast is it coming out? Is the flow uniform? You know, all, all of these things we can infer by studying the overpressure in the free field in early time. That's right. So if you go to figure one, if you go to figure one here, yeah, that's right, um, you can see that the entire overpressure history in figure one uh, is in figure one, in figure one A there, yeah. And then in early time, you can see in figure one B. Yeah, so um, in, in, in figure 1B, you can see that shot 2, the blue curve, is fair, that's fairly low amplitude, but shot 1, uh, the black curve, that's uh, definitely chugging along with the higher amplitudes. That's interesting. Yeah, so shot 1's higher, shot blue, the shot 2, the, the blue one's a little lower there. Um, and so what does that mean? Like at first glance, when you just look at it, you just squint your eyes, you don't even have to look at the numbers or anything, you just look at it, what does that mean? Okay, what does that mean? That means there's some first round pop going on during that shot, doesn't it? That's right. But when you look at both of these shots, especially the second one, what do you notice when compared to, I don't know, for example, the Resilient Suppressors RS9 or the Huxworks Cash 9K on the same gun? What do you notice? Let me let me open those reviews so I have them in front of me. So I'm gonna click. I just scroll down the review a little bit there to click the two because I had some hyperlinks and they're opening the new tabs uh, as intended. I do that so that you don't lose your place. I, I like it. That's why I do it. If you guys don't like it, you should tell me. Okay. So I um, I just scroll down in the resilient article. That's uh, article 90. And then I, I'm scrolling down in the Cash 9K article. That's article 97. Okay. 
Okay, so now I can flip back and forth really quickly, and I can look at all the figure one Bs. Oh, it just so happens that I, I included shot three in uh, article ninety and ninety seven. I guess I don't know why I didn't. Oh, you know what? I probably didn't. Re I, I probably didn't include shot three on the Otter Creek on figure two on one B because I because it was lower amplitude. I think I was trying to have you see a clearer picture by not occluding the shots as much and because when you look at the impulse waveform and i don't want to get ahead of myself but if you look at the impulse waveforms because they're so consistent with the otter creek i was like okay we don't even need to show that pressure i can just talk about shot one and two that's probably that, that was my thought process actually of why i didn't show that but that's if you're wondering why the red curve is not in article 102 it's because i purposely didn't put it in there because i wanted to you'd be able to see what i'm talking about more clearly um, sometimes we have to have those trade-offs now what was i going to say oh right so I was comparing how the blue curve and the black curve in the Otter Creek um, lithium article in 1B compared to those in the article of the RS9 from Resilient and the Cache9K from Huxworks. And in the Resilient and Huxworks articles, um, th th you're going to see something a little different in there in both those fingerprints. Okay. Um, the in the, the Otter Creek Labs fingerprint is uh, not nearly as high in amplitude overall. But the other big difference is the timing. That's right. The lithium signature takes longer time to build. Yeah, and you can see all that from looking at the pressure in the free field. Okay, all we're doing right now is looking at pressure in the free field, guys. Uh, a guy, you know, and just, and I, this is important, and it's contextual, so I'm going to bring it up. A guy DM me today. And because I was sharing how I have these corporate supporters and I was just so proud and I wanted people to go thank the corporate supporters because they're, they're, they're helping the effort so much. And it's just such a big deal. And so I, I was sharing and a guy responded to my story there on the Instagram in the DM and he was like, hey, man, this is awesome. Um, you know, it's really sad that like I was talking to a manufacturer and the manufacturer told me that because you were using proprietary software, um, you're not, uh, you know, your effort's not scientific and because no one can duplicate it. And, da, 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 da. and I, and I, he said that to me and he knew it was stupid. And, and I, and I, and I was like, man, that is sad. It's, it's sad that someone would say that because software has absolutely nothing to do with what you're seeing in figure one <laughs> or figure one, one, a one, a one B right because what is it it's pressure in the free field so if you're a, if you're a if measurement scientist if you're a test engineer if you're in a test laboratory and you understand the sample rate and what's required to measure a transient like this you could just do it and 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 I shouldn't have to give you a software or a hardware to do it you should figure that out for yourself because you're you're the test lab and if you have a and if you're a test lab and you have an expertise to measure such things, you, you shouldn't need to know even uh, anything about it other than the sample rate and the nature of the transient. In fact, you shouldn't even, I shouldn't even have to tell you the sample rate. You should be trying to measure it in megahertz like me. You see what I mean? So, so when folks say that, I, I, and when I, when I said to you, um, we, we are looking at the signature from the lithium building, and we can tell that it's taking a longer time to build and we can see all that from looking at the pressure in the free field when i use those words looking at the pressure in the free field that means i'm looking at the overpressure in the free field that word free field if you are a member of pew science or you're familiar with my work you know what that means if you are a measurement scientist and you measure overpressure loading to characterize blast effects 
or impulsive loading um, to which humans or other objects are, are, are subjected, are, uh, um, you would know the term free field. So by looking at, and, and you notice on every plot, 1.0 meter left of muzzle free field, that's a free, that's a free field waveform. So this is not proprietary, okay? This is not proprietary. This is, it is the most open source thing you could possibly do for a silencer. And you know why? You know why uh, PewScience data is the most open source data you can get for silencers? Because it's measured raw at a megahertz and it's plotted raw. So all of the other people, even if they did give you the waveforms, which they're not, but if they did, guess what they would give you? They would give you filtered data. You know what they call it? They call it weighted. You know what A weighting, B weighting, and C weighting is? It's a filtering. So you know what they're doing? Well, they don't know they're doing it, but it, their, their, their proprietary black box equipment that they use, it's applying a mathematical filter after data acquisition inside without them knowing what it means, and it's truncating the peaks, it's shifting it in time phasing, and it's applying different, different filtering algorithms to the waveform. So theirs is proprietary, not Pew Sciences. Okay, I just want to say that just if if you get you get you get in that argument with someone, you need to know this isn't proprietary, guys. This is this is data acquisition in the free field, full stop. And that's why we can see that the Otter Creek Labs lithium is taking a longer time to build peak pressure. You can see all of that from looking at the pressure in the free field. Now we'll take it a step further, though. We'll take, and, and, and why am I saying that? Well, the RS9 and the Cache9K behave differently than the lithium. And before, we're not, and I'm, dude, I'm not even looking at the peak. I haven't even given you a decibel number yet. I haven't given you anything. I told you to squint your eyes and let them blur and look at figure 1B. I just want you to look at the shape. Just look at the shape of the waves. I'm trying to teach you. And if those people who lied to that consumer would listen to this, they would learn too, and they could do it. And then they would probably join Pew Science. Okay, so check this out. It's awesome. It, it, any, anyone can do this, I promise. Now, take it a step further. I just explained to you, wow, it's taking longer to build. You can see that's happening. Take it a step further. Integrate the curves. What's that? Is it proprietary? Absolutely not. It's math. Isaac Newton, calculus. Take the time integral. Take the integration of the time domain. Look, look at figure 2B. Look at figure 2. 2A, 2B, what do you see? That's impulse. That's, in, that's, that's the integration of pressure in the time domain. What does that mean? That is examining and showing to you in with raw, in raw data space how the momentum transfer of the air molecules mo moving in the air from the pressure waves are expressed to bystanders. That's what that's literally the physical manifestation of those colored lines on the page. It couldn't be any more open source. It couldn't be any more transparent. It, it literally, I mean, it, I, I don't know another way to do it without, I don't, I don't, I actually don't know another way to do it because this is how we do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. All right. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know another way. It, we, we've broke, we've, we're, we haven't broken it down to first principles, but we've broken it down close enough to where it's like, guys, I, I can't, I, I can't express it in a different way. And, and show you impulse. It's the most. It's the it's the rawest impulse you're ever gonna see. All right. Now that first round pop, you see it. Figure two A. You see the black curve. 
in figure 2a you see how it's like really big and the other curves are like line rod on top of each other there's a lot to unpack here as they say <laughs> yeah um that's that's first round pop that's deviation of gas behavior during the first shot compared with subsequent shots and and what do you see in figure 2a and 2b compared with what you saw in figure 1a and 1b in pressure space well you you see that it's more easily discernible. And that's one of the reasons I show you impulse in addition to pressure. I want you to I want you to be able to examine the behavior of the silencer in every shot in two regimes, pressure and impulse, so that you can one, you have supreme maximum confidence in the data and the pedigree and the integrity of the effort. Two, you understand the physics mo better. It's mo better, it's better, it's better, it's more modern, it's better, it's clean. Okay, so now you can you can see when you look at the impulse out of the lithium, out of this little tiny baby silencer on the MP5. Okay, you can you, you, it's here that you can also tell the rate of impulse accumulation out of the front of the silencer is slower because of the time regime. So we we go a step further now. Now this is where it gets a little uh, nutty, professor, mad scientist. We say, well, gosh, if it's if it's taking longer to ramp up after shot one, because forget about shot one with flow because it's 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 going hog wild because of the extra oxygen. After first round pop, it, the flow normalizes, and so what we what we really do here is we say we can use this engineering indicator to predict how much flow restriction overall is produced by the system, roughly, right? So we can postulate. We can postulate that the lithium is restricting more flow than the RS9 or the Cache9K. And by all accounts, that's probably true. It's probably true because of the holistic nature of the test and what, what else we saw in the data. But that, this is just step one I just want you to look at. This is, just, this, is, this is the first thing you should look at. The suppression rating is interesting, and it is at the top of the page. But this is the pay dirt right here. It tells you all about the behavior. Now... Members of Pew Science will see my in-depth discussion about this in the member article. I wrote something a little special this time in the member article. There are some interesting things that happen on this host weapon to the shooter because of the way that the lithium behaves. It, it, now, is it unique to the lithium? Probably not. Probably not. But it might be unique to some silencers that behave differently than the RS9 and the Cache9K. And that was my point for members to understand. And, you know, because it's interesting. when We're in a very interesting spot here when it comes to the MP5 and Pew Science. The, 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 um, the, the, the interesting deviation between the behavior of the lithium and the silencers you've seen so far from Pew Science on the, on the SP5 is the flow rate. It's the flow rate, guys. The, the RS9 and the Cache9K flow very, very fast. Very fast. Um, it, it's not normal. Like, I, I, I do need you guys to understand that the RS9 and the Cache9K are highly atypical silencers. It, extremely strange for 9mm. It is not normal at all uh, to, 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 to do what they do. And the fact that we have them so early in the pedigree is, is bonkers. But it is what it is. And it's here. And I don't, you know, I, I, I don't... I don't plan which ones are just going to show up. That that just happened. Okay. You know what's really crazy? I just thought about every single SP5 test that Pew Science has published has been a, a, a client-funded test. Every single one. That's crazy, right? 
I, that and that wasn't planned. That just happened. I was like, and you know, because I've been focused on rifle stuff, and then these companies kept coming to me, wanting me to test these stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll test it. So I did, and now here we are. And look, and look at the playing field. You have super unique stuff. Super, you every everything we've tested so far on the SP5 that you see on the website is super, super unique. It's interesting, right? Like the RS9, extremely unique in the way the early time flow rate bizarre and then the cash 9k of course that's unique freaking is spinning gas around the outside of the baffles okay they the, the both both the rs9 and the cash 9k do but they both do things that are not normal for a nine millimeter silencer to do typically okay they don't they, okay so so then what else do you got in the data well you got the gsl phoenix in the data set and that and that's also fairly unique in that it has it has a large coaxial component and it has more traditional m baffles it has more traditional M baffles in it. This is, it's interesting. The lit, you know, the lithium. You'll go back to the lithium, more like a mix between a traditional pistol silencer, and the Phoenix, in performance. Okay, in a way, uh, and, and and that's very strange. It's very strange to say that actually. Uh, well, because and well, for one of the reasons, frankly, uh, one of the reasons it's strange is because you haven't seen any traditional pistol silencers tested on the SP5 by Pew Science yet. So there's that. <laughs> but second of all, uh, what what a weird way to describe a silencer behavior, really. Like, is what what a weird way to describe that. But the fact of the matter is, Otter Creek did purposefully produce a small and light 9mm silencer with a flow rate that was a little higher than normal. Okay, and how? How did they do it? Well, the hole, the holes are a little bigger. And uh, I was talking with them, they said there's a little porting in there too. Okay. So there you go. Okay. So what? So what? What? The, the, the letting the gas move, move um, through the core a little faster than normal, what does that do? Well... I can tell you what it, I can tell you what it does if you do it wrong. If you if you were to do that wrong, it makes it very very loud and it sounds really really bad, right? Remember the Griffin Armament Explorer? Explorer has two R's on the end. I have trouble saying it. Yeah, remember that one I tested? I I, I forget the review number. That was an example. You can look at go to the rankings table and, search, and find the Griffin silencer. Uh, any, uh, or I think there's a couple of Griffin silencers I've tested. That's one of them. That was an example of a design that attempted to increase flow rate with significant porting, but the implementation resulted in severe sound signature. That's right. Sometimes that happens. Okay. Now, now if you do the porting correctly, oh boy, howdy, you can get some interesting results. I tell you what. Depending on the flow regime, right? I mean, yeah, we talked about the Explorer. That was our 308. This is a nine millimeter. Different ball game. Same. Same rough uh, physics explanation. I just, it just, uh, it was a low hanging fruit example. Okay. So don't get your panties twisted. Now, um, that's actually what Otter Creek did, you know, doing it they, in development. They, they did development in an interesting way. I thought it was actually kind of cool because they told me about it. Now, if any of you have shot, some pistol caliber carbines, I hate that word, uh, with silencers, um, sometimes you get stuff blown back in your face, right? Sucks. So it can happen on pistols too, which sucks. Um, it, it, you know, it depends on a variety of factors. It can depend on your gun too, blah, blah. But during development, Otter Creek told me they started porting more 
um, in the designs, in the, I guess they're prototyping, I guess. Uh, I don't know exactly, but they, this is the gist of it. They were pouring a little more to see, to see where they could get to a point where the so-called blowback um, or those, you know, maybe those blowback particulates stopped being a nuisance to the shooter. You understand? You know, st stop peppering you, you know, and, and here we are. That's the lithium. Okay, so does it have as high a flow rate as the Cash 9K from Huxworks? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, no. In, in no way does it have as low a back pressure as the Cash 9K. Absolutely not. Now, what about the RS9? Well, no, the RS9 flows faster too. You, you look at the waveforms. Look at the impulse, dude. I don't have to show you that. Look at the impulse. Look how the gas is coming out. How, how could you get gas out of the silencer as fast as RS9 and Cash 9K? If you were flow, if you were flowing as fast as the sponsors, wouldn't the gas come out faster? I mean, some people would argue that you can't measure it like that. It's like, well, in the time regime for these particular designs, I think you can't. Now, the designs get a little more complicated. It becomes more challenging depending on duration, but that's a topic for another day. That's why it's a research parameter. The Omega metrics a research parameter. Okay, don't. It's not a gospel thing. Now, um, but we can we can see what we can see from the weapon behavior. And the impulse, and this is tracking so far. The interesting thing is that the lithium achieves a suppression at the shooter's ear in the muzzle on this gun that's relatively atypical for its size. And it, it's, it's you know, you could, you could think of it like this Is it doing that in spite of its size and its flow restriction? Or is it getting that suppression rating at the shooter and bystanders because of that flow restriction in spite of its size? Man, you know, I, I know I probably just, you're like, what? What did he ask? Well, it's an interesting question <laughs> to think about, like, you know, the chicken and egg here. Um, I think we're going to have to stay tuned to show what some other 9mm designs do on the gun. I think the SP5 or the MP5 system it has the benefit of really showing what a silencer can do. But make no mistake, the, the MP5 is, for, is, is um, it's unforgiving. The MP5 is unforgiving. Just because it's roller-delayed blowback does not mean it's not back pressure sensitive. Okay, most people in the silencer industry have always assumed that with an 80-degree locking piece using a higher back pressure silencer and MP5, you can you can pay you can pay huge dividends, but those pe those pe and those people are not always wrong, but they for they forget at its core the MP5 is a blowback weapon and it will make you pay the piper if you don't respect it. I've 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 read some things that people say, very experienced people talk about. It. I'm like, man, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with your assumptions because your assumptions are gonna get you in trouble. Um, all the delay in the world won't matter if you can't get you can't get that pressure down fast enough with your wild restrictive silencer. You know, keep in mind we got nine millimeter short duration combustion. It's, you know, you, uh, you, the, the 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 odds are tilted in your favor with the MP5, but you know the odds aren't one hundred percent. You know, you're in Vegas and you're not you're not you're not batting a hundred here. So, um, so far, I think the lithium is an example of a pretty balanced conventional design. But again. We'll have to see how some other conventional designs compare. I don't, we have a limited data set. So a lot of the comparisons that we do here are contextual. Okay. Because what, what science or performance doesn't matter in a vacuum, right? We need to understand 
um, how the, the playing field is behaving. So um, we don't have enough conventional designs to show you right now. And so rather than that speculate, I think we'll just leave it at that. Okay, let me get drink water one second. And and again, not to call the lithium conventional, but it's it's certainly more conventional than the other sensors reviewed so far. Um, even the, the, the GSL Phoenix, even that, you would say it's conventional because it's old, but it's it's still not. Not, not in my opinion. Now, an interesting thing to think about with the lithium is that it's it's small and light. Sure, it's small and light, but it's a subgun silencer. Now, it can be a pistol silencer too. And if you you got to use a third party inertial decoupler, okay, like the one from YHM. But this thing's basically a fully fully welded subgun silencer. It's so small. I kind of want to put it on my Mac. <laughs> <laughs> on my Lage, my Lage M11 9 machine gun and see what happens. Um, but also it's a test specimen, so I don't want to fill it up with lead and carbon. Uh, it, it, that tends to happen with excessive full auto use on subguns. That's just an FYI. I'm not trying to make you worry about it. I'm just saying this is a test specimen. I'm trying to keep it pristine in case I need to do something with it. Um, you know, um, now a lot of times I will say, this is just an aside for those of you, for those of you who do shoot a lot of 9 millimeter. Um, the fully encapsulated ammo will help with the lead vaporization, which is really nice. Um, so that'll help build up and your lungs, <laughs> but, and, but since this, since this thing is titanium, you can clean it with some harsh stuff and probably remove buildup inside too, which could be a good long-term. So think about that. Maybe when I contact Otter Creek, you might be able to put CLR in or something. I would think CLR can clean stuff. Sometimes I'm not a expert on getting your sponsor spick and span perfectly, but maybe we can cross that bridge sometime. <laughs> uh, oh, right. Um, Otter Creek rates this thing for rifles, which is a little wild, honestly. Uh, there's a guy, uh, there, there was a guy on Instagram that said, hey, man, um, I think he commented publicly, asked me a question. He said, hey, man, um, how does this thing do on 308 or like th some 30 caliber round he was talking about. I can't remember. Essentially, the guy was asking, hey man, can I use this as an occasional hunting silencer? Because if I can, it's gonna check a bunch of my boxes. Um, and and sir, I don't know the answer to that, um, but I'll, I'll find out for you probably. I think, um, I, I, I don't know how it does on 308. I'll, I'll test it with 308 for Otter Creek to get the data. I And honestly, I think Otter Creek might have even responded publicly that they wanted me to do it. And I think it would probably be useful for, for people because, you know, just to have like a peg point for something like this, for, for something this small and light, I think that peg point would probably be valuable to people, especially since the sponsor is rated for it. I would think so. I'll probably do it, you know, and I think Otter Creek is going to fund the, the test. Um, I mean, it's their silencer and I think they're going to do it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably add that to, to an R&D program and, and do that and get that done, you know. So um, let's go back to the review really quick. Let's go go back and scroll down. I'm in the member review, so I'm going to scroll down past the member stuff. And please, if you haven't read the review, you might want to check it out. There's some good stuff in there. Um, let's see. Scroll down to figure five in section two of the review. It's the bar chart with the um, four silencers in it. Yeah. So you only have five things in the chart, right? you got the unsuppressed. You got the Cash 9K, you got the RS9, you got the Lithium, you got the Phoenix. Okay, so the really wild thing about this chart, again, is how different these dang silencers are. 
And they're so different. They're so different. All four of those silencers in that chart, they're completely different from each other. I think there are some interesting conclusions you can draw from the chart, which is it's so powerful. And it's only there's only four silencers in it. Well, that's crazy. For one thing, let's just start at the top. For one, from for one thing, how about that dang cash 9k at the ear, guys? <laughs> like what? <laughs> like I know these numbers at the ear are all pretty close, but that thing's so tiny and still doing that? That's the thing that got me. It's tiny and it's still giving 43.2 at the ear, and it's and it's so small. That was an accomplishment. I thought that was crazy. Um, just I Huxworks just continues to surprise me with their performance. It, they I I I could would not have guessed. And if you, again, if you a couple of years ago, if you had told me <laughs> that OSS was going to change their name to Huxworks and do all this, I would have probably laughed at you <laughs> but i you can't make this stuff up dude like i uh, here we are um so there's that and then um you you have the rs9 from resilient which is really impressive at the ear okay it's really impressive at the ear and at the muzzle it, which is extremely balanced and that that's the very very interesting. The RS9 is just a so such an interesting silencer. And then remember, you saw it on the on on the short barrel MP5, the MP5K, and it did even better, which is another voodoo thing the RS9 does. So the RS9, as far as I'm concerned, is like one of the spookiest nine millimeter silencers out there. In my opinion, the RS9 truly is spooky because it's when you look at the thing how it's built, it's not that complicated, but you see what they did, and you're like, that was so smart. They didn't eat sometimes, sometimes simple is good if you know what you're doing, I guess. I don't know. I just, I'm impressed. And then what you keep going down, what do you, we got the little lithium here, little, the little lithium, little old lithium getting 55.2 at the muzzle. Super aggressive. <laughs> it's always Otter Creek, dude. I, they, they always come swinging. Super aggressive. And you know what? Yeah, the ear number, is the ear number a little lower? Absolutely. But it's not tanking too much for what it's doing. You're still above 38. You're below 40, but you're, you're in the high 30 zone. So so for so for such a high muzzle suppression rating, it's interesting to me. that It is interesting because it's, it's not that long, right? So remember, you have a lot of things contributing to the stuff of the shooter's ear, and the sensor's not that long. So you're thinking like, wow, the muzzle origin's closer. And yeah, I'm at 38, but I'm not at like 30. I'm not at like 20. So you're like, wow, okay, interesting. So then, so so then you you, you go all the way down to the chart and then you, you have the Mac Daddy. Well, I guess that's a weird I guess maybe you'd call it the MP5 Daddy, because it's you know, depending on how you look at it. You got the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, it's the old Gemtech Mark 9K. It, it, it's literally designed for the MP5. Now, that, my friends, is a sweet sounding silencer, and the suppression rating reflects that, doesn't it? 62.3 at the muzzle, dude. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that old sweet subgun land. Now, is it big? Absolutely. It's gigantic. Um, now, do, do, do you get a Mark 9K, which is now called the Phoenix, to be compact? Well, no. That's not what you get it. I'm not going to get that sensor to be compact and do like a, oh, I want to get a compact sensor. I'm going to get a Mark 9K. No. No, you if, if you if you're buying a Mark 9K, I'm sorry, if you're buying a Phoenix, you you're you 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 want 
that old school subgun silencer sound, and that's what you're getting from it. Um, now, is it restricting a bit of flow? Uh, yeah, that's its job, bro. <laughs> but yeah, the muzzle signature is so dang quiet. That's what. That's why you see the shooter's ear rating doesn't drop as much, even with the flow restriction. Because why? Well, it's all a balance. It's all. It's all contributing. Okay. It's 9mm subsonic. The combustion duration isn't that long. You can get away with some stuff here you couldn't get away with otherwise. And you got, you know, again, you got MP5 with the 80 degree locking piece. So you see what's going on here? You're really starting to see top, tip, tip, top performance potentials. I mean, you have, look now, you have the Phoenix, the the the, the, the venerable Gemtech Mark 9K on the MP5 with an 80 degree locking piece. I am here to tell you that's what suppression ratings look like at the top of the game historically for the MP5. Okay, that's a historic silencer, and the fact that that's on this chart is pretty is pretty cool. And that was the first one we did at Pew Science, and GSL actually came to me specifically. They asked, "We want to be the first," and I was like, "Let's make it happen." And I was honored because I got to meet Greg Lotka. He's he he's the he's the GL in GSL. <laughs> you know? It's cool, right? I thought it was cool. So yeah, that's that's figure five. Lithium's hanging, dude. I don't fifty five point two of the muzzles, no slouch. Now you look at it and you're like, one thing you kinda kinda look at this, you're like, man, the MP5 is still gas sensitive, isn't it? Sorry. Too bad, so sad. It is now. Now, can you can you benefit from an ultra low back pressure silencer on the MP5? Absolutely, we've shown you can. There's two silencers on there that show you can, right? Now, does the action noise at the ear still add up? Well, yeah, it does, dude. Uh, is it combined with the muzzle signature and port pop? Yeah, all three of those things matter because they all go together. They all coalesce. Now, when, when when you so you you keep the, you keep this in mind, right? You keep this this picture in your mind. Now, how how does the the lithium do then? How does the Alder Creek Labs lithium do on the MP5? Well, all things considered, pretty good. Now, what about for its size and weight? I think pretty good. You know, what about for its versatility? Well, I think the versatility of the sensor is notable. I think I wrote that in the article. I think you can mount it all in kinds of stuff, so that's cool. I mean, I think all in all. I think a lot of people are going to get a kick out of it. I think because it seems like it seems a lot of people like to use these combined pistol and subgun silencers. I, I I I see that's a popular use case. I now I need to see how this thing does on a pistol. That'll be interesting. I really don't know what to expect. You know, you man, then you're entering the mod nine and the RSP land, and the uh, the cash nine K land. Oh, that's a tough land, bro. The playing field's heating up on that. The pistol land, the HKP30L, and what some of these silencers have done. Oh my god, dude. It's it's nasty, some of this, some of this competition. You're dude, I I'm look, the playing field's heating up. I'm happy to create the field. Okay. Never been more fun. I think I think I think the silencer industry has never been more fun than right now. It's never been more fun than this, dude. This is real. This is wild. This is the N this is the NHRA. I think I made the NHRA for silencers. <laughs> you got the drag race, man. You got mad scientist stuff thrown in. We're real. We're, we're rebuilding engines on the weekends together. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about this. What, what we created here. This is this is the gauntlet. This is this is four silencers on this chart, 
and it is neck and neck in some respects of the year. And then you're like, you're seeing some pull away. I'm I'm here for this, dude. I want the best. I want the quietest silencers to to to, to be shown to people, just to see. I'm not saying sounds the only thing to worry about, but I'm saying if you want it to be, how do you how are you gonna know? How how are you gonna know what's the quietest thing? Like if if you if you go to someone and say, hey, I want the quietest thing, and everyone says their stuff's the quietest, well that's stupid. So I want the answer. Okay, it's awesome. And along the way, we're learning so much stuff. So it's like, dude, we can't lose. So all in all, interesting silencer. Small, light, good suppression. Possibly lower back pressure than typical pistol silencers. You can shoot on a rifle if you obey the restrictions on Otter Creek's website. <laughs> oh, I just thought of that Zoolander. Uh, remember that movie Zoolander when Will Ferrell, he's like, obey my dog. <laughs> No, it's pretty interesting though. So yeah, big thanks to Otter Creek Labs for trusting me to perform this work. Uh, it was a pleasure to do it. I hope this helps a lot of people. And please go check out the article if you haven't. Okay, you might see some uh, information that helps you that I otherwise may have glossed over during the talk here today. Okay, ah, that was fun. All right, let's move to topic two at a time of 48 minutes. And 45 seconds. Oh, man, what a great time we're making today. One one minute here. Oh, man, this is a great podcast today. I If I, if I do say so myself, <laughs> to my own, he- own horn here and review my own work, <laughs> he's a madman. Topic two, um, thanks for your support, uh, which enables this research to continue, this research. Thank you for the research. No, um, yeah. Uh, what I did today, what, what happened was, no, what, what I did today was I created a new Pew Science corporate supporters page. Uh, and the reason I did that was to help thank industry entities. Yeah, it's cool. Um, Before we talk about the suppression rating, I want to talk about that page. So PewScience.com. I don't know if you know it, but that's my website. If you are on mobile, uh, if you want, there's you know, a little hamburger menu at the top there. If you click on that and you go to the services and support menu, there's a new supporters entry. So go to that. And it works on desktop too. So I'm going to walk you through it if I go to the website. Okay. Website. Pusons.com. Oh, I guess it's not available from the front page, but who cares? You're on the main one of the main pages, reviews or something. You go to the top. There's services and support. You highlight supporters, click supporters. Boom. Okay, it'll 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 pull that up. Now, the reason I did this, the I did this for a couple of reasons. The primary reason I did this, a lot of folks ask me which companies actively support Pew Science as members of the research cooperative. I've always put those companies' logos on the RFQ page, but I thought maybe it was better they have their own dedicated page. So now they have that for them. This is all just for them. And so, um, yeah, and 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 like I said on the top of the page, I actually wrote this down because I, I wanted to make sure I say it because you know what happens when I don't say something in writing. Some people, they I'll twist the words. So what I wrote, I'll just read it to you. I said, Pew Science is able to operate thanks to consumer and corporate support. The purpose of this page is not necessarily to advertise the below businesses, it is to highlight their meaningful contributions to the suppressed small arms state of practice. The logos are hyperlinked. If you visit or interact with these companies, please thank them for their contributions that help Pew Science push the industry forward one test at a time. That's right. Those are my words. That's what I wrote on the page. I do, I do 
think that that is from the heart. Uh, again, the purpose is to highlight these companies to make sure people know they have thrown their hat into the ring to support the effort, which is a really big deal. I ask that if you do interact with those companies, please thank them for supporting Pew Science. It would mean a lot to me if you did that. I want them to know that they are appreciated for it. I do. It's a big deal to me. It means the world to me. And I mean, I mean it. Okay, it's I'm serious. It's not. I don't take this lightly. Okay, I, I go all in. Uh, I don't know if you know me. I don't know if you. <laughs> I go all in when I do stuff. Okay, so it warms my heart to see people doing that. That's great. Shout out to those companies. Perfect. Now another thing that makes me super happy. Really warms my heart to see people using the suppression rating and the articles. And why are they using it? They're using these things to better understand the performance of silencers before they buy them, right? I mean, that's what people are doing, right? Some people are using it for R&D. That's awesome. Some people are using it for intellectual curiosity. That's awesome. It's always awesome when you guys are using it. But a large percentage of people are using this to be better informed so they don't get surprised, which is like really important. Now, I've seen some people on social media comment that there are a lot of things to consider when pushing, purchasing a silencer, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Couldn't agree more strongly. Now, at pewscience.com slash rankings, there's a list of nine things at the top of the page, right? You all know those nine things. There are things like the, the host weapon characteristics, like you know the action type, the barrel length, the cartridge, the ammunition, you know, the, the, the accuracy of the silencer, the flow restriction, the back pressure, the durability, the maintenance, the weight, the size, the sound suppression, the flash suppression, the suppression rating that I give you only gives you the sound part of those nine things. But, but when you read the articles and you listen to the podcast, you do get a glimpse into some more of those things than just the sound, right? You've heard me talk about other things. You've heard me talk about consistency. You've heard me talk about flow rate. Well, you even heard me talk about flash in a way. You know, not as much though. I mean, you've, you know, maybe I'm not, I'm not, maybe I'm not giving you a good info yet on accuracy and flash, but I'm giving you a lot of, I'm giving you a lot of holistic behavior, the silencer. So I do want to do my best to convey to people the vast parameters that are important when selecting a silencer for you, for your use case, okay? And I do understand that some people have a hard time making sense of so much data when there's over 100 articles to look through. I, I get it. There's a lot there. So so I'm, I'm definitely going to be adding some ways to sort and display the data on the website. Uh, now, give me a bit to chew through some of the different options. Some folks have reached out with some suggestions of some different visualization tools. I'll be happy to explore a variety of these things. I want you to be able to clearly and concisely compare silencers. It's always been my goal, but I also want you to be able to do it objectively. And this is important. I, I want you to do it without being colored by some kind of misleading slant to the data presentation. That I, I go out of my way to, to, to make sure that doesn't happen, okay? Now, one could argue, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's someone out there, one could argue that by only showing silence or sound data, I'm slanting the playing field towards sound, right? You could, I guess you could argue that. One could make that argument. But the counterpoint, the fact of the matter is, 
if, if sound signature suppression wasn't important to a silencer buyer, nobody would even go to the website. Right? Um, so, so, I, so, I, so I think that discounting the suppression rating is dangerous, and, and it's in direct conflict with consumer demand. And I think that we have seen that to be true over decades. And I don't think there's anyone on this planet that would disagree because it's evidence-based. This is this is based on reality. Okay, so now, do I think you should pay attention to other stuff besides sound? Well, yeah. That's the nine things I listed earlier, which are literally on the website. I, I literally wrote them down. Okay. But I'm just saying, like... I, I hear you when you when you want more, and I hear you when you want to organize it better. I hear you when you want to look at d the length of the silencer and the weight of the silencer and the, the size of the, the diameter and the, 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 and the mount. I get it. I know it's good. It's good. It's good to look. it's good to want to know all that stuff. Okay, if you if you weren't thinking at all, I'd be worried. It'd be weird, right? It's like, oh, what does Jay say? I don't believe anything unless Jay says it, and I if Jay doesn't say anything, I will never think for myself. Oh, that's crazy. I think I've equipped a lot of you to think for yourself. In fact, some of you are so dang ed educated from this. I'm a little, I'm a little proud. It makes me a little, I, I get kind of flabbergasted at how freaking great your knowledge base is from this. It's amazing. I, it's like, I it never in a million years did I think it would work. It only took three years. That's less than a college degree. Part time for you. What? It's not like you you live with me. So what? You hear me talk for like three years off and on, and all of a sudden you're like a, you're getting to be a combustion expert. Pretty much, it's awesome. Now, <laughs> look, I'm I'm building you up a little bit. Don't get too don't let get your head get too big. <laughs> in, now, in addition to the sound, remember in, in, earlier in the podcast I was talking about the free field, which is like super important to understand what that means. Um, in addition to the sound in the free field. Other testing is in development by Pew Science to include things other than sound as well. Okay, now these are long-term efforts, but when they come to fruition, they will be important. They will be relevant. So, again, thank you for your support as I balance keeping this going with also expanding the effort and, and serving the client base, which is another thing you don't see. It's a lot. It's a lot of work now. I am sure Pew Science will grow in the future to accommodate certain things. Right now, we are where we are, and I think it is wonderful, and I think you guys are wonderful. So thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the discussion regarding the lithium from Otter Creek Labs. I hope you found it informative. I will be working on some more deliverables for you folks in the near future. So take care, friends, and I will talk with you folks again soon. Okay, bye.